Yeah. Boom, and we're live. Good to go. Alrighty, awesome. tidy. Out here today, got mm -hmm. Sith Citadel in here. This is our first time ever speaking in in person, which is tight. I've been in his chat, he's been in my chat, but today we're gonna be talking some some Star Wars. Having a jolly old time, having a grand old time. For um, sure, for sure. So, big question. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Good now that we got the streams cooking up. You know, yeah. got the streams rolling. Thanks for the help. For Thanks sure. Thanks for the help. It only took 45 minutes for me to figure these things out. So, yeah. It happens. It happens. Um, essentially, just here to talk some Star Wars. Hang out. Um, we can go for however long that you want. But the thing that I'll open up with to get the discussion rolling is I believe that Princess Leia might be the greatest supporting character of all time. Sure. Yeah. The, I cannot argue that. And it, she doesn't just support in the sense of a typical supporting character either. It's It's more so she adds depth to the story that's going on in hindsight just because you don't learn that she's luke's sister until episode six um right but if you had to if you had to say what's your what, like what's your favorite star wars stuff your favorite movie your favorite characters who what where when and why um so i gotta say the prequels um, getting into Star Wars, for me at least, was a little untraditional in the sense that my first Star Wars movie was actually The Force Awakens. Well, okay. that's not true. I started watching Star Wars with my dad when I was like seven. He had me watching The Phantom Menace, mm -hmm. and I just couldn't really get into it because just before that, he had briefly tried to sit me down for A New Hope when I was like, or seven ish and couldn't really get into it either mm -hmm. until later when i saw the fourth awakens and i was like okay that's cool i could i could go for this i guess but it was like this is star wars that people were so hyped about or whatever but it wasn't really until i decided i wanted to watch revenge of the sith where i'm like okay this is star wars that's mm -hmm. dope um and then that was when i just went one through six and then watched the sequels as they came out Nice. And so my favorite Star Wars has got to be the prequels because as someone who grew up around that time um, they just kind of hit more home for me and they mm -hmm. felt more genuine than what Disney came out with. At first I saw a lot of like lightsabers and shooting and stuff and I was like oh that's cool but then when I saw like George Lucas Star Wars that's really what brought me in. Yeah. Not much Disney. What about you? Um... I'm a Star Wars lifer, been watching it literally my whole life, and my very first memory of Star Wars, getting into it, was, I want to say, a Qui-Gon Jinn, a little Hasbro lightsaber, and as soon as I got that, I was pretty sold instantly like i was i was pretty sold i had a family that loved it my dad was a huge star wars fan and he took us to 
see Attack of the Clones when that came out in theaters. And that was my first Star Wars that I saw in theaters. And subsequently, I went and saw every Star Wars film that's ever came out after that in theaters, which has been a very fun time. Um, I've seen every Star Wars film multiple times in theaters, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> it's been... I wish I could have. Yeah, it's been a it's been a really fun time with Star Wars. And between Revenge of the Sith and The Force Awakens, there was a 10-year gap where I really wasn't I wasn't following it um cuz there was really nothing going on. And then Disney right. buys it and you hear all the stuff about a Disney streaming service that's going to be hitting soon. And that's when things started to escalate for me as a Star Wars fan because once once Disney Plus came out and the sequel trilogy had already just hit like I was already buzzing because oh now I can watch Clone Wars some that I've heard about you know but I've never I've never read into personally and I get to see Clone Wars I get to watch Rebels I get to watch all the Star Wars movies at the touch of a button which for me, I would probably say it was the most impactful thing because with lockdown, with everything, like I really started to get into it. And then it wasn't until last October or probably last July, I'm sitting down and I'm starting the preliminaries for a Star Wars novel that then I'm like, okay, now I'm really going to get into this because if I want to do justice by these characters, if I want to do justice to George Lucas's creations, I need to know the ins and outs of these characters that I'm writing. And that's the only way that I can really honor the legacy of these characters. And I'm writing a book right now about Ben Solo at Luke Skywalker's temple. And basically the story of what happens with their relationship from the end of episode six to what happens at the start of episode seven. And it's taken me, yeah, it's taken me about a year to iron out the story. Um, and I'm what 30 odd pages deep. I'm starting chapter two. So things are, things are moving. I'm curious. Things are moving with it. I'm curious then. So are you going to be writing it with like certain retcons to the sequels? Or are you trying to tie it in like directly? Like what were your thoughts on the sequels? I liked them for what they were. Um, I wish that... Well, to answer your question first off, I'm writing it to make sense of everything that happens. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I, I've never been a fan of retconning things because what's done is done. And it's never, the big question that I always hear was, well, Luke Skywalker wouldn't do this. He wouldn't seclude himself. He wouldn't make himself a hermit. But he did do that thing. So why did he do it? Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to answer with my book. Essentially, I'm trying to take... Ryan Johnson's piece of garbage 
and turn it into someone's treasure because in my opinion ryan johnson ruined the sequels and everyone always says oh he had the best like most visually appealing movie ever how many movies yeah, are visually appealing yeah and it's like that's why i got into the force awakens i mean honestly like i got into the force awakens because it was a visually appealing movie and since I didn't know what was going on, I didn't know any better to think like, you know, this is good, this is bad, this is true to the characters. I just knew, you know, lots of pew pew lightsabers. Yeah, like, this mm -hmm. is dope, I guess. Then I saw George Lucas Star Wars and like, this is Star Wars. Also, we have Zam in the chat. What's up? What up, Zam? I, see, I, I loved love The Force Awakens. I loved it. For what it was, for an episode one of a brand new trilogy, it did everything that I think it possibly could have to establish who these characters are, where they're at, why they're doing what they're doing. And it's just, it was the perfect alley-oop. And then Ryan Johnson came in and instead of dunking it, because I feel like his job in The Last Jedi was the easiest job of any of the writers that had to do with the sequels because it's not like he had to create characters right no all he had to do was continue the story that's all he had to do, had to do. instead he forced his own agendas he forced his own opinions into it and i think by the time anyone realized it they were just too far deep into the story that they couldn't really pull out at that point and of course it's like art is interpretational so at the end of episode seven you see ray handing the lightsaber to luke where 95 percent of the population think that luke's going to take that lightsaber and train ray ryan johnson was part of the the five percent of shit posters that think that luke's going to grab it and throw it over his back and that in and of itself, like you change that one little thing, you change that one little tiding, you get rid of all the BS that happens between Ray chasing Luke down, watching him go about his daily routines, watching him go fishing, watching him drink the green milk. You cut all that out and you just have Luke train Ray. You have him explain why he came here, what he's doing here, the reasoning behind it you save a movie and for whatever reason he just didn't have the clairvoyance to see that but i just think he was being selfish and he wanted to tell his story his interpretations and you can tell he's not a star wars fan he's not a star wars guy because of the way that he took these characters altered them and he, like people say luke was bad leia was not leia in the last jedi at all oh for sure she was stubborn she wasn't taking risks she was playing it safe and hold up on mary poppins when did leia ever play it safe the entirety of the original trilogy if you play it safe you don't beat the empire so yeah so i'd take it a step further actually and challenge everything you just said with one simple thing Yes, Ryan Johnson did a very good job at screwing up basically everything to do with The Last Jedi. But I would also argue the sequels were already screwed when Luke wasn't in the first one until the very end. 
Because even though that's the one that I entered in with, and I'm like, okay, this is cool and all, after I had gone back and watched 1 through 6 and everything, if 40 years had gone by and people were hoping to see, like, Han, Luke, and Leia, I don't think, like, if you're going to tear down a legendary character, which, again, I'm not for tearing down legendary characters, but if you're going to tear down a legendary character, I don't think Luke was the right choice for that. Mm -mm. I think, if anything, he was the main guy that you would expect to be, like, at the top of his game, like, legendary Jedi Master Luke Skywalker versus... Now, if you're going to tear down a legendary character, tear down a different one. Yeah, and that's fair. I enjoyed the search for Luke Skywalker because it needed to, like, there needed to be a goal that was big enough to carry itself throughout the movie. And, of course, the Resistance, their entire goal was we need to track down and find Luke Skywalker. And I guess. It but when you look at the did its the job, Star Wars back. yeah, and I get, I get what you mean. It did its yeah. job, but I it could have been different. The issue is, in hindsight, it doesn't seem worth it because of how Luke is then introduced to us in eight and the remainder of his story. If Luke goes on right. to I don't want to. I don't want to make a fan fiction right now. But if Luke goes on to do anything but what happened, if he actually gets his heroic send off, if he gets his heroic realistic send off, I think we're like we're having a different discussion about it. But the issue is, hindsight's twenty twenty. We know what happens with it. It's obviously a huge letdown for sure. So I can't disagree with you. Um, That's fair. But in a vacuum not knowing what happens in episode eight and nine i think it was justifiable to write seven how it was written because it established everything that you need going forward it it tells you who the main character is and i have the unpopular opinion that the main character of the sequels is kylo ren and it is should have been honestly well in my eyes it is and if you view it with that perspective Oftentimes, it's a much more enjoyable experience. Ray is simply there to drive Kylo's story home, but it ultimately is Kylo's story because look at all the tragedies that happen in the movie. In the first movie, his father dies. In the eighth movie, his master dies and everything around him falls apart. In the ninth movie, his mother dies and he has to make the ultimate sacrifice. Like nothing's happening to Rey. Everything is happening to Kylo. And the audience sees everything happening to Kylo. And that's why he's such a enjoyable yet sympathetic villain in my eyes because Kylo is really there to shed that armor that he's put himself into and become himself again because he never wanted to be kylo ren he just didn't want to be ben solo you know so he was just lost for a bit and that's why again he's part of this book that i'm writing because he really is the most important character of the sequels yet we don't know that much about him 
Makes no, sense. Yeah, and it he doesn't have a lot of lore to him quite yet. Um, he's he's in a couple books. He's in a couple comics. That's really about it. But we don't know his motivations. We don't know his inner thoughts and feelings. We don't know his insecurities with Luke, with Anakin. Like we watch them grow up in front of our eyes with Kylo they plop him in his prime right in front of us where we don't have that time to let him nurture and mature so we can see like anakin we saw anakin's fear of loss we saw luke's fear of loss with kylo's opposite where he didn't fear loss he feared being alone and that's why i don't know why they made the decision for him to kill his own father because that isn't who Kylo Ren is. But they made him do it to drive home the point that the dark side has this kid by the balls and is just absolutely corrupting what really is a good kid in Ben Solo. So that I thought was really, really good storytelling outwardly of just how manipulative the, the force is in Star Wars. Yeah. That's an interesting take. To be perfectly honest, I haven't seen Rise since it came out in Cedars. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's kind of where I was with Rise. I didn't really want to watch it again. So I don't really remember much as far as the character goes in that movie. Mm -hmm. I remember a lot from Force Awakens and Lost Jedi, but Rise, I might be a little rusty on because i haven't seen it since 2019 when it came out yeah and that's totally fair i know a lot of people yeah, my buddy mj hasn't even seen it and i think he left what up jack we got jack in the chat my buddy mj left the theaters early while watching rise because he didn't like it whereas yeah. i really liked it i thought it was a solid flick i really thought it was a solid flick it wasn't great but for what it was, for what it had to follow, like I and my friends say the same thing. Like if you're making a Star Wars movie to simply do the job, like, are you really doing it justice? No, but to have to follow The Last Jedi, like I give it a pass. I really do give it yeah, a pass. Yeah, but with Palpatine, though? They kind of shoehorn themselves. They kind of shoehorn themselves and... I wouldn't have gone Palpatine. I would have made her a Kenobi. Even the love child of Luke and Leia would have been better. But... Oh, I was talking about, like, how Palpatine went out. Yeah, like, um, his... How he went out in Rise? Yeah. I mean, personally, I had an issue with the fact that he was in the movie at all because otherwise what was the point of one through six with Anakin's sacrifice like, yeah if anything bring in someone else I don't know who else but not Palpatine the story was supposed to be over yeah, and that's where I'm at with it that's where I'm at with it they had to drop a book to kind of like duct tape some crevices I don't know if you've read Shadow of the yeah. Sith but yeah wasn't it like um he had some operations thing where like he was making a bunch of clones of himself and tried to make a body capable of absorbing his force essence so while he was falling down the shaft or uh, yeah 
Yeah, Edmund's he gave himself to the force as he was falling down. And he mm. had that contingency plan. Um, it ended up being a solid book. It gave it gave a lot of background to Luke. Um, it told the story of Ray's parents, who were in, like very very cool. I love Ray's parents. Um, yeah, it wasn't one of them, Palpatine's son or whatever. Yeah, his qu- his quote unquote son. He was a yeah. a strand cast. The only uh, there were eighteen clones of Palpatine made with like strand casting and he was the only one that survived because he was the only one that wasn't force sensitive and rather than killing him they kept him around just in case they wanted to reuse his DNA Um, but then he escaped went to this I don't remember what the planet was called but he went to a off world planet and met Ray's mother at a place that they worked together. They sat down, had lunch together, fell in love, uh, moved her away. They moved to Jakku where they could be safe. They had Ray. And then they were kind of just on the run for years. They had to leave their home and just avoid these bounty hunters that uh, the Sith were trying to track down because when once they got word that Ray was born, they wanted to take Ray since she then had the most not pure but like the more special variant of the DNA. Um, so the they're sensitive variant. Yep, and they were yeah, trying to track down Ray, and it ended up they ended up dying to Ochi of Bestoon, which we see in Episode Nine, but. It's a good story, yeah, but they had the, the the point of it is they had to do a lot of duct taping to make the to make yeah. the ship stay afloat. Whereas if they simply made it where Ray was like a Kenobi, I think it works out a little better. And that I think was the well, original she plan. Was she was a Kenobi. Well, okay, don't get me wrong, like. I do think that if you're going to introduce a big bat or whatever that's the descendant of Anakin Skywalker, you're going to need a lot of training to even stand toe-to-toe with this guy, let alone to actually beat him. Mm-hmm. So if she was a Kenobi, and she was... So I don't know how much you know into the prequels or whatever. I just assume quite a bit because, you know, you grew up with all this or whatever. But if you were related to Kenobi, Kenobi wasn't naturally gifted as a Jedi in any way, shape, or form. No. So if you compare his natural abilities to Anakin's natural abilities, for example, the descendant of Anakin would just clean house, honestly. And given that he had trained under Luke, he had trained under Snoke, who supposedly was Palpatine, versus Rey, who just kind of picked up a lightsaber and slashed him. I don't know. That it would almost make less sense if she was a Kenobi. I've had this. Yeah, I get what you mean. And I, I was thinking about this the other day when I was coming home from work um, as I was listening to the audiobook. Um, firstly, because I used to play basketball at a very high level. And, oh, thank you, Jack, for the super chat, man. Much appreciated, bro. Um, as, a, as a basketball player, I do a lot of open pickup games and stuff. And there's always people who aren't good 
that do good stuff right yeah and i i am a firm believer of any any man with two hands has a fighting chance so you could simply get lucky and i think it wasn't just ray fighting then either is ray and the force because she had the force with her and you know the will of the force is always going to enact upon itself um you take that into account you take into account that kylo was um injured you know he got shot in the ribs he was bleeding really badly yeah but if he's using the dark side wouldn't the pain and hatred help boost his powers that's the thing like um typically it would but he wasn't as open to the dark side as a typical sith would be he was more like a biff from back to the future where he was just a big show-off and that's uh, a perfect example of that is when he's talking to lore santeca and he's like "I'll, i'll show you the dark side Whereas the that's just him being kind of angry. He's not using the dark side of the force. He's not, you know, encapsulated Wasn't by the dark side. Of the, the guy. Yeah, yeah. On that Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah, and he was one of Luke's like greatest friends, as uh, Lor Santeca was a high member of the Church of the Force. So they weren't Force sensitives. But there were people that really believed in the Force and studied the Force and stuff. So he knew Ben when he was a little teenager. So he knew Ben up until the moment that he died. Um, So that's why that was such a momentous part, too. And it's kind of also explained when Snoke tells Kylo, come to me we will finish your training because he really wasn't fully trained in the dark side. He was more so just enacting his will rather than the will of the dark side of the force. Um, and he never does fully become a Sith, which is why Star Wars prodigy. We got Star Wars prodigy in the chat. We have Star Wars prodigy in the chat. Hell yeah. How are we doing though, chat? We got how many we got? We got five in my chat. Still streaming, because a lot of people from the series streams generally tend to come to mind at some point. But if he's still streaming, I highly doubt it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Kylo Um, never truly made that. No, you're good, man. He never made that switch to becoming a full-fledged Sith, which is why it frustrated him because there was so much available that he could unlock and become more powerful but he was being held back because snoke who snoke was his own sentient being he was literally just being like manipulated by palpatine so snoke had his own thoughts his own beliefs right his own actions but it was like palpatine was playing him on a on a video game from a certain point of view um and Snoke didn't think that Kylo was ready to become the heir of the of the dark side, heir of the Sith. And 
that's what he did on purpose. He would hold him back on purpose because he knew he all he wanted to do was be the next Darth Vader. That's all Kylo wanted to gotcha. do. And yeah, Star Wars prodigy just said, "Well, Kylo was never trained as a Sith anyway." So exactly, exactly, he was due to yeah. be, but because he was so impatient and he was so scared and he feared being alone so much he turned on snoke and killed him and was hoping that ray would join him because he was just so scared and all he wanted to do was you know just return to who he was but he just didn't know how to do it and you finally see that story arc of him culminate in episode nine where he loses his dad in episode seven he loses his uncle and his masters in episode eight and then in episode nine he loses his mom and he realized holy shit like i am alone i this isn't this isn't right and then he talks to his father and he finally makes the makes the turn back to the light so he can at least be with ray the one person that always saw good in him which I loved as a story because it mirrors Luke and Vader, how Luke always saw good in Vader, no matter what, where everyone in the galaxy was afraid of Kylo Ren and they were afraid of the First Order and afraid of the Knights of Ren. But Rey, she didn't really hesitate because she saw in her vision that she took his hand, Ben's hand, and... I think that foresight of Rey would have made so much sense if she was a Kenobi because Obi-Wan had instances of having that same foresight, but obviously, like you said, he wasn't as powerful. I think that the will of the Force is to always remain in balance, and it's not balance as in 50-50 balance. It's balance as in the light is all that there is, and there is no darkness, because the dark side of the force, not to get uber nerdy here, but is manipulating the force. It is using the I'm force. Yeah. You're super nerdy. And that, that works. Yeah. That works. But the dark side of the force mm. is manipulating it and bending it and twisting its will. Whereas the light side of the force is letting the force be at peace and going as the force wishes. And that's truly what balance Wait. is. Hold up. I just realized our stream is private. What? Oh. Is it not on public? Oh, wait. Waffles is in the chat. Okay, cool. What's up, Waffles? What up, Waffles? From, uh, not it. Okay, sorry. I was looking at your messages from Discord where you had said that the stream was private. So I was really confused, but yeah. How's it going, Waffles? Shout out, Waffles. We'll plug so, his channel. I tried to hop in through the link you sent me, but it said it was probably... Oh, yeah, that... Wait. Yeah, it was because the audio wasn't working, so I had to just restart the stream. And then, after a while, ended up talking with Sotiko, and we decided to go live after about 45 minutes of him teaching me how to use OBS. <laughs> so, thank you for that, by the way. I appreciate it. Oh, it's all good, so, man. How old are you, if I may ask? 26. 26? Oh, yeah. you're the same age as my older brother, actually. That's dope. Yeah, just graduated college. Trying to find my way in the universe, you know? 
Oh, for sure. Um, but the one in series talks was good. Okay, perfect. I'm glad to see you, Waffles. Yeah, shout out Waffles. For like two days. Um, was I gonna say? Yeah, I was curious because, like, for me, it would have been two when Revenge of the Sith came out. Mm -hmm. So even if I was into Star Wars, I wouldn't have remembered anything. I doubt I would have even been taken to the theater because two years old. You know? Yeah, I think I was like seven yeah. when it came out. You would have been. You you would have been seven or eight. Yeah. Well, are you almost twenty-seven, or are you? Like... No, I just I turned twenty-six two weeks ago. Okay, so, so yeah. you're about five-ish years older than me because I'll be twenty-one in February. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Prodigy says I'm back, boys. Welcome, Welcome back, back, Star Welcome Wars back. Prodigy. Um, um, Waffle says yes, sir. To wrap yeah, so up, like the. Uh, oh yeah, of course. To yeah, wrap course. up the Kylo chat. Um, essentially i just i view the sequels as a piece of art that is just it's it's falling apart right there's something there there's substance there to be had but um in and of itself i think kylo ren literally drives the the sequels and he carries them on his back but i am a prequels guy prequels originals like I'm the biggest Anakin fan west of the Mississippi. I love Anakin Skywalker. I love Luke Skywalker. Sure about that. 100%, man. 100%. Maybe I'm the biggest Anakin fan. Maybe Sirius. Actually, Sirius in Canada. So yes. I guess it's between us. Theory. I live like 30 minutes from Theory. 40 minutes. Wait, so are you in Canada too? I'm in Seattle. But. Okay. Yeah. I drive fast. So. Waffles, I pretty much agree with you. I'll go on a side tangent real quick. So Waffles says, honestly, I've just checked out Star. Or honestly, I've just checked out of Star Wars because of what Disney has done. So to be perfectly honest, like I was talking to Sotiko about earlier, I had gotten into um, Star Wars with The Force Awakens just because I was never really interested prior. I thought it was cool with all like the guns and the lightsabers and stuff. I didn't know enough to really know what was going on. Um, and then I went back and watched like Revenge of the Sith. And that was when I was like, okay, so this is what feels like genuine Star Wars. And I watched this one through six. And then I'm like, okay, that, that's my type of Star Wars. But then when the show started coming out, like I've been subscribed to theories since I was about 14 years old. But other than when he did his casting call for Vader 1, I just kind of dropped off the map as far as theory goes just because someone else got the parts I had auditioned for and then he cut out pieces that I would have been auditioning for. So at that point I was like, yeah, whatever. But um, I started a channel a few years ago. It was called Star Wars Arcade. It got about a thousand subscribers or so. But then Kenobi came out and... I had seen kind of where Star Wars was at at that point, and I'm like, I don't have the passion for Star Wars anymore to make a full panel out of it. Mm -hmm. And Ahsoka came out, and it's like, you know what? Theory has successfully made almost 3,000 videos. There's plenty of other YouTubers that have made thousands of videos about Star Wars. And 
I'm really into like Stargate too. I'm really into Game of Thrones. Like there is plenty of content across different fandoms that I can find joy enough to make a channel on. So there we are trying this again. Oh um, yeah. Waffles also says, "Bro, I'm like right next to you. Let's go." So are you right next to me or are you right next to Sotico? Probably you actually, because I don't think I said where I live. Yeah, Waffles, bro. If you're right next to me, man. We gotta. You know what I mean? I'm down. Oh, Tika. Yeah. Okay, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey guys, they're both in Seattle. I'm in the state right below you guys. I've been telling Theory for a minute. He needs to do like a Seattle meetup. Because it's only like... I think he lives in Vancouver, so it's only like 50 minutes to an hour drive. It's not... Yeah. It's not that bad. And there's some I places up in the like... Live with theory, so... I guess we can't all get what we want. <laughs> One day, man. One day. He'll see this. See how dope we are. But yeah, I have a... Um... Oh, sorry, what was that? No, no, it's all good. What's so, up, Waffles? Uh, Waffles had said group made up with you and Theory for real. Hell yeah. That'd be tight. I've got... um. I forgot when I bought this. I think it was sometime last year. Um, but... I had to own it. I had to own it. It's uh, Anakin's Graflex. It's the it's the real name is the Skinny Flex for it, and I had to have it. I had to have it. I think I'm only gonna buy like maybe one, maybe three other lightsabers, and that would be Luke's, uh, Vader's, and then. That's maybe about it. Probably just Luke's Invaders. I'm a big Skywalker geek, bro. I'm a huge. I'm a Skywalker stan. Ray, my favorite. Are you kidding me? I love me some Ray Skywalker. I have a reoccurring meme on my channels that Ray Skywalker is the most powerful Jedi of all time. There's a little bit of truth to it, but at the same time, it is just a meme because. In my estimations, Annie Bobani is the goat. And I just did it. Anakin a... Skywalker, the chosen one. Yeah, exactly. And you can interpret the chosen one prophecy however you want. I follow the interpretation of Qui-Gon, the guy that literally studied it for decades. And I wholeheartedly think the chosen one is Anakin. I know there's a lot of people that are in the Luke camp. There's a minority that are in the Ray camp. Um, there's a smaller minority that's in the Kylo camp. But I, I've waffles bring back the Darth Jar Jar. I got a I got a video in the works for Darth Jar Jar. I got a Fair video enough. in the works. As I got a dip now, boys. Just wanted to drop in and say hi. Have a good stream and a good rest of your night. Thanks, you too, Star Wars Prodigy. Thanks for dropping in. I appreciate that. Yeah, much appreciated. Uh, Waffle, Waffle says, I have an own saber, duelist lightsaber. That's awesome, man. Which lightsaber? I'm not sure. Um, Annie, nah, Darth Jar Jar, yes sir, let's go. Darth Jar Jar vid goes hard. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm hella down for it. 
mean, honestly, same. I mean, no one can be that clumsy if they tried. It's got to just because he was the Sith Lord this entire time. He was Darth Plagueis. Darth yeah, Plagueis we've... wasn't Amun. It was Darth Jar Jar the whole time. Then when Palpatine eventually took over the Senate and Jar Jar was still around, he was like, now I will bide my time. On a saber, Wrathbearer. The sequels come out at some point, and it turns out that Snoke wasn't the mastermind, Palpatine wasn't the mastermind, Jar Jar's just kind of old, but he's like, at last I shall reveal myself. I still, nah, I, sure he's the, like, I don't think that he's the mastermind, simply because... That was just a fan fiction I came up with off the top of my head. Oh, for sure, and I, I, I love that, I love that. But I think Jar Jar is ahead of Palpatine. He's in charge of Palpatine. Because you never see Jar Jar after Order 66 because he goes into hiding. He's he's piecing together his empire. Palpatine is just the face of it. And I think that there's someone above Jar Jar. I think the rule of two is just a thing to throw off the Jedi. Like, you think there's only two of us? Nah. It's two times two. There's four of us. Two well, squared. Even with the rule of two, uh, Count Dooku had thought that the whole purpose of trying to test Anakin in Revenge of the Sith was to make a Sith army, not to figure out if Anakin's a worthy replacement of Dooku. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is very possible. Because even in Phantom Menace, I think it was... Um, oh, yeah, Waffles, we'll get to that in just a second. In Phantom Menace, I'm pretty sure Plagueis would have still been alive, which would have meant that there would be Darth Maul, Palpatine, and Plagueis all at once. Yeah, Plagueis was alive Mm -hmm. up through Phantom Menace. Yeah. And And then apparently Plagueis visited Anakin at some point too, which was crazy. And then in Attack of the Clones... And Maul somehow survived getting slashed in half because of the dark side. Um, There would have been Maul, Palpatine, Dooku. And then in Revenge of the Sith, since Maul would still be alive, it would now be Maul, Palpatine, Dooku, and eventually Darth Vader. I mean... And if you think about Jar Jar being up top, also Jar Jar... There you go. Because how often, uh, how often does all like so much happen like that? Like I, I think there is a serious theory there. Because you never see yeah, him afterwards. Could. Yeah, there easily could be. The out of universe explanation being he didn't exist yet, but the in universe explanation being he's planning something. Exactly. Uh, Waffles says, and I put a link up there that said, "Own saber, Rathbearer." But it might not have gone through. Uh, somebody says hi. What's up, somebody? What up, um, somebody? What up, Brayden? Brayden says I have arrived. Have you ever seen Jar Jar and Palpatine in the same room? Um, only during the Senate, right? Only during the Senate, where he's given him the uh, emergency powers. Aha. 
I recommend we give all emergency powers to Chancellor Palpatine. Mm -hmm. That was his line, right? And I haven't seen the prequels in a while. Something of that nature, verbatim. Yeah. It could have been, been a hologram. Trust. <laughs> I, I like fun theories like that. I also like the serious yeah. ones. Theories yeah. are fun. I, I'm working on a video right now, which is uh, since we're on the talk of the prequels and Revenge of the Sith, what would happen if Mace Windu joined Palpatine? Um, as opposed to still, going to strike him down. I still think that. Palpatine would attempt to seduce Anakin to the dark side. If anything, there would probably be two extra assists. So, like, if we were going with the assumption that there is only two currently, and at this point, since Dooku's been decapitated at this point by Anakin, I think that it would be Mace and Palpatine trying to execute Order 66 while Anakin's kind of on their side so either Anakin would be told to stay out of it or if he was seduced enough to the dark side maybe just have all three I think they'd have a better chance of taking out Yoda and maybe uh, Obi-Wan but then I still can't see a world where if they are going to abide by the rule of two I don't see any world where Mace would be prioritized over Anakin because Anakin at his maximum potential would have just freaking annihilated everyone so I still think that ultimately Mace would be killed somehow in some way. For sure. Yeah, for sure. There is like the, just the talk that even Palpatine acknowledged that Windu was, and of course this is just him prodding Anakin, saying that Windu's more powerful and he's a better Jedi because he's a grandmaster at that point so right. it would make sense why windu hated anakin because say he was working with palpatine the whole time well all palpatine talks about is this anakin skywalker kid um and maybe that's why he just fucking hates the kid i think if windu joined palpatine I don't know if Anakin joins them simply because really yeah simply because of their rivalry which it's a 13 year old rivalry ever since he's a little kid Windu's hated the kid and growing That's up true. when you have such like hatred towards something you hate it for the rest of your life so I think he would have hated Windu enough to disregard Palpatine and kind of like, oh, okay, so this is why I was held back. Because of you. Not because of my ability or anything, but because you were threatened by me. And that's kind of where my yeah, theory goes and, with it. Yeah, but since Anakin's also so emotionally unstable in general, I would almost think that that would fuel his frustrations harder and therefore push him actually deeper towards the dark side where because i mean i don't think in any point when he was under palpatine's rule as darth vader i don't think there was any point that he particularly liked palpatine either palpatine would literally torture the dude even though he already lost all his limbs and got roasted so the way that i see it it would almost come across as like 
the fact that Anakin and Mace hate each other and have hated each other for 13 years, that's a very strong emotion of the dark side mm -hmm. in itself. Where even though they might hate each other, it might actually build off of each other in like a negative multiplication problem in math, right? Where like you get a positive result by mutual hatred. Yeah. Always trying to one up the other because Mace feels threatened by Anakin. Anakin feels like Mace is taking all the power, all the glory, and whatever. Mm hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And it adds to the context, too, that by Revenge of the Sith, like, Anakin is dead set on leaving the Jedi altogether because mm -hmm. he finds out very early in the movie, dude's about to become a father. He's about to have a kid yeah. and he can't do that on Coruscant. He can't do that while being a Jedi. So he really has one of two choices in his present mind, either stay the course and stay in hiding or move to Naboo and be happy and leave the Jedi. And you get that context with his conversations with Ahsoka. Like you have no idea how much I get what you mean by it's hard to leave the Jedi, but he wants to. If Anakin, if Order 66 doesn't happen, if Palpatine gets turned in, I still think Anakin goes on to leave the Jedi. At that point in time, he's, there's really nothing left for him to learn, light side wise. Um, well, he's also terrified of losing Padme. For sure, yeah. And he just has this overall fear of loss. And I think he would want to get away from everything that was driving those fears. Like, you got to remember, he was a 19-year-old kid when he was thrown in to war. Hey, you're a general right. now. Like, you're not a, not, not a commander, not a lieutenant. You're a fucking general. And for four years, he spent fighting a war, leading a war. What? Yeah, given that I'm literally not even 21 yet, I could not imagine being a war general, but all right, fair enough. Nah, you know, exactly, you know what I mean? Like, You gotta fight in this war, you gotta command all these troops. They will live and die by your orders, even though you're still legally a kid, I guess, at least as far as the U.S. goes. Yeah, and imagine for 13 years being told, you are the one that is going to bring balance to all of this. You're the one that's going to save the galaxy. You are the one that is going to end the yeah. war like pressure upon pressure unbelievable results of those pressures you know the republic won the war in the end all all thanks to anakin but mm -hmm. what makes me just the most sad is that no one stopped and asked anakin how he was doing you know imagine yeah. all that going on and at the same time he has a secret relationship with a senator a very famous senator and they find out that they're having a kid together all that culminates at once and within the span of learning that he's having a kid up until what two or three days later the republic falls you know so yep it's tough it's tricky and it's that's why Revenge of the Sith is my favorite movie of all time, but it's my least watched Star Wars film because it's so hard for me to sit through because every moment I'm just like, why isn't anyone doing anything? 
about this, you know? And the whole time you wish that something differently was going to happen every single time you watch it. But in the end, it always ends in tragedy. It's so yeah. sad. It's so For sad. Sure. That's why I can watch My Attack of the Clones, man. I can watch Attack of the Clones all day. But so, Revenge of the Sith, man, maybe twice a year. Maybe twice a year. Because it's just so, so hard. Said hello to Timmy. Timmy's like, "What's up? Chilling." Zam came back. What up, Zam? Up, Zam? Welcome back. Got... Timmy the nipple is uh, here. Waffles. Yep. Waffles says I ate four loaded enchiladas and I'm completely out of it, bro. Yeah, honestly, I would be too. I get that. Uh, Timmy just says just listening and playing Yakuza. Very good game. Entirely sure that. Okay, fair enough. I wouldn't know. Um. Big pause banana as waffles made me come here. Well, welcome to the stream. I appreciate it. Maybe consider subscribing. That'd be dope. Hell Maybe yeah. Subscribe to Sotis as well. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we're Thanks, live waffles. on my channel we as well. You. Yeah, we Every appreciate you. Everything.com slash Sotico. We're live on Twitch, YouTube, and Kick right now. Um, yeah. I'm just live on YouTube. Yeah, cool. Episode 15 of the Archives podcast. How we doing? So. And hit that like button, 100%. 100p. Yes, hit the like button. Let's see. What? Mine only has eight likes. That's unfortunate. Hey, bro, that's eight people that like the stream. That's a W. Okay. I guess. That's shout a good point. Yeah, shout out to you guys, man. Let's see if we can't hit, yeah, see if we can't hit 10. Let's go. We got what? five likes over on my stream we got Ooh. seven viewers all together appreciate you all i'm just kidding it's not a competition i'm kidding so if you um, were to if you were to create a it could be a tv show or a movie um predicated around a character or a time period or a story from scratch what would you do? Who would star in it? And what would the story be? Hmm. Am I able to erase things and move things around? Or is it leave everything exactly as is? Exactly how things are. Oh, shit. <laughs> um... I don't know, cause like, cause for me personally, I would just redo Kenobi, but actually be true to the characters. Because even with how Disney has treated Star Wars as a brand, when I heard that Kenobi was coming out, I was like, okay, this is going to be the one that, if Disney is going to succeed at something, it's gonna be this one. It's about Darth Vader. It's about Obi Wan. It's about Luke. It's about Leia. Mm -hmm. I would honestly just redo the show myself. See, for me, like, we can talk about the Kenobi show if you want to. For me, of course. the Kenobi show was more impactful than I even imagined because I get a lot of it was filler. I get the Reva thing happened. People didn't want Reva to exist. And I get that. And I accept that. Um, 
But what the Kenobi show did for me was highlight, exemplify, and enhance A New Hope. In A New Hope, you see Obi-Wan Kenobi with Luke and Leia at the same time on the same ship. Uh And they get sucked into the Death Star by the tractor beam. He has to go shut it down. On the way back from there, he runs into Darth Vader. He runs into Anakin. He then gives his life. He sacrifices himself so that Luke and Leia don't get captured. He literally sacrifices his own life to save his best friend's kids. And the Kenobi show brought all that context together and wrapped that all around my head like... He is Yo, literally. Let's go. We got. Sorry, my channel just got its first ever super chat. No hell yeah, Thank man. Thank you, Timmy. I appreciate that. Not just I mean, that, but we're at a. My you... channel's first ever super chat. Let's go. You got Thank 11 you. likes as well. Okay, I'll take it. Hell yeah. Hey, yes, yeah, so I just I mean, think that. You take 30 cents of it, I think, but. Yep, just got my channel's first super chat. Let's go. And we'll take it. Um, like, yeah, I just think the Kenobi oh, show was very important, but I know it didn't tell the story that everyone else wanted them to tell. But uh, Timmy said he had to leave. Hey, thank you for the five dollars waffles. I appreciate it. Waffles with a fiver? Hell yeah! Thank you. He said balls. That's it. Okay. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you. The one thing I do need to ask though is who is going to be. Ah, uh, bye, Timmy. Yeah, have a good one, Timmy. Thanks for the 99 cents, and thanks for joining the stream. Um, What I got to ask, though, is who is going to be the channel's first join member? That's a solid question. Because, I mean, we already got the channel's first super chat, but who's going to be the channel's first join member? The cheapest one's 99 cents. So, I mean... Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. And that's a that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. I had to fight like when the join stuff came out for the first time, um, the lowest that it gave me was five dollars. And I had to like literally fight YouTube to get a two ninety nine. And then like a month later they brought out the option for the 99 cent one and they really weren't trying to let me have it. But yeah, I, I luckily I did because 99 cents is so much more affordable than $5 in the, like, at the end of the day, right? it's so much more affordable, especially for like college kids, high school kids, people who anybody for really, real. I mean, we're going through a fucking recession. Times are tough. It's for the holidays. Why do you think I'm focusing more on my channel? Like, I have a passion for it, sure, but I'm in college right now in the middle of what's going to be a recession. Yeah. But hey, man, I mean, you got to appreciate folks that even just show up, hit that like button, subscribe, leave comments. I do appreciate you guys. uh, I do appreciate you guys. That stuff that moves the needle, that kind of stuff. Because at the end of the day... Like you said, we're all just a bunch of nerds and we're all just sitting here talking about Star Wars, so. For real. 
Um, have you got anything else? Yeah, I'm curious actually on a total side ten or how long do you have? Um, I got like fourteen more minutes. Fourteen. Have something specific at seven. Yeah. My time. That's cool. Um, have you ever gotten into Stargate? No. Really? Yeah. Um. I'm not a big TV show person. That's I'm fair. I'm big into films. I much prefer movies. I like the artistry of movies. I've never enjoyed. I've enjoyed, but I've never outwardly sought out a TV show just because I don't like how it's filmed, how it's written. I don't like the 30 to 45 minute episode lengths. I prefer my oh, yeah. story to be told in a nice like two to three hour clip start finish um, nice and concise right exactly and i think that comes from me being i used to do theater when i was younger and mm -hmm. you tell the story start to finish whereas tv shows they drag you out they drag you out the, the only yeah. tv show that i've really thoroughly enjoyed from star wars disney would have been what clone wars rebels um andor obi-wan but i i enjoyed obi-wan for the wrong reasons because it was nostalgic andor i loved every minute of it was like the best and like to me andor is the best tv show that i've ever seen um it's better than breaking bad in my opinion but uh book of boba fett was tough i'm not a big mandalorian fan i just don't like tv shows i'm a movie guy so it's tough for me to then go outside of an ip that i like to explore a new ip um such as stargate but yeah that makes sense yeah i liked clone wars for what it was i liked clone wars for what it was i'm watching it I'm not watching it yet. I have to finish Attack of the Clones because I'm doing a chronological watch through. But I'm going to watch it in order this time through. And then I'll assess it. But I love the clones for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm sorry if I was a little distracted, by the way. Uh, one of Theory's mods was texting me real quick. No, you're good, man. Cool. Cool. All right, we're good. We're good. Sorry, I was distracted for a sec. Um, let's what was happening in the chat and uh darth <laughs> darth ostitious says andor was good it was just long and boring and that's kind of my point with tv i don't like how it's written because they have to space it out it was mid yeah and i i get um, both sides of the coin just like i i get people that outwardly will not watch the sequels i get people who won't watch the prequels and I get people that won't watch the originals. Um, I get it. Oh. So, there was a channel called Swappin' Thoughts that decided to interview me the other day. And he was basically asking, like, just different questions, my takes on Star Wars and all that other stuff. And one of the things that came up was just, like, people who didn't like the prequels, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, I think, was because of, like, Hayden Christensen's acting. Now, personally, I think he did a great job. But... 
there were certain people that like didn't like his acting didn't think that he looked like they would have expected anakin skywalker to look but what i pointed out on that podcast was basically like how would you know what a 20 year old version of anakin skywalker would look like considering that when you saw him take the mask off he had been burned he had been sliced up he had you know lived in the suit for 20 something years at that point how would you really have known what 20 year old healthy anakin skywalker would have looked like yeah and that comes to something that i always say i think that there's a line between being a critic and being a fan and that line's getting very blurry these days and people just need to stop trying to be film critics when they're not like you can you can enjoy something you can not like something but don't don't pretend like you know like i watched somebody sit there and say oh he's he's whiny he's he's angry he's antsy his mother was just beaten raped and pillaged by sand people whom he then slaughtered and then she died in his arms are you not going to be angry are you going to be happy go lucky like i just don't understand how people can't see these perspectives of characters sometimes man like his mom died yeah. in his arms and people are mad that he's upset about it. And right. I, like you, I think I mean, Hayden did a great job. Far, but like, but that was to show like the hints of Vader. Like, you know, the name Anakin Skywalker from the original trilogy. So when you're looking at young Anakin, you already should be keeping in mind, like just people will go like, yeah, well he laughed out. He killed the men, the women and the children. And it's like, you are looking at the dude who in a few years will be Vader. Mm-hmm. You're seeing hints of Vader appearing. This isn't unexpected. No. Because you've seen it happen. And I think you've that's... you what he turns into. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I don't... Yeah, and I just don't get how people don't put two and two together. That's why I, dis- yeah. I discredit and I disregard those opinions. Sure, they can have them, but ultimately, like, you're not looking at the story at that point. You're just looking at an opinion and trying to make it seem more valid than it is by discrediting right. someone's acting. When in reality, you can't perceive their acting because you don't understand it. You don't have the complexity to grasp what emotions he's trying to evoke. He is literally evoking the dark side of the force and slaughtering an entire tribe of sand people out of revenge because they assaulted, beat, and raped his mother to death. You know? Right. I mean, sure, most rational people will look at the things that Anakin did and be like, okay, you know what? Like, most people, if their mother died in their arms, they wouldn't just go on a murder spree and kill everyone. Because most rational people are like, you know, killing people's bad. Like, I'd go to jail, this and that, whatever the reason may be. Because obviously that's not a good thing to do in any way, shape, or form, right? Mm-hmm. But first off, this is fantasy. This isn't real life. Second off, you've seen what Darth Vader becomes in the original trilogy already. So keeping that context in mind, this is not a rational dude. No. I mean, he can be, sure, but... He's smart, he's tactical, but in the moment, he's irrational, and he's erratic. And you see that 
literally from the point where he's a child and he jets off into the sky in an mm -hmm. N1 starfighter and he says, ah, we're here. Fuck it. Let's fight. Yeah. So I love Anakin, man. He's he's my favorite character for a reason. And I think pound for pound, the six movies predicated to his character. I sincerely think he's the greatest character in the history of cinema. I don't think there's anyone that comes close to Anakin. And it's very nice to get to see that redemption upon his character because you know the yeah, entire so do it. <laughs> exactly and i'm with you on that and you know the entire time that he is vader that anakin is still in there and that's also why i like the kenobi show because it gave you that contrast like anakin's still in here but the hatred of vader is going to trumpet for the time being because at the time, at the time of Kenobi, he doesn't know that he has kids. When he finds that, like, you can literally see the switch invader in Empire Strikes Back. When he learns that Luke is his son, you can literally see the switch in him and his demeanor and his actions. He goes from a, a bloodthirsty killmonger to he wants to become a father again. And he wants his son with him. He doesn't want his son with him for the wrong reasons. He wants his son with him to finally get rid of this weight that Palpatine has put on him and get rid of Palpatine once and for all. Which you could say is for the wrong reasons, but... Yeah, he, he still he, wanted to use the dark side and rule the galaxy under an iron fist, but he wanted to do it with his son. Exactly. Whereas Palpatine... <laughs> Who you gotta fucking like clap? You gotta appreciate. Wanted Luke to then replace Vader. So George Lucas wrote a fucking masterpiece. God bless him. For real. Also, Darth Autisticus. I think I got it right. I got it right. Said, I think people just thought differently at the time, but I think it's like the media made it seem worse than what everyone actually thought. I heard half the people liked the prequels in the theaters. Yeah, a lot of people liked the sequels in theaters. Like, even Star Wars Theory at first used to like the sequels when they were coming out. Like, he had been making videos on, like, you know what? Sure, this didn't give us all the answers, but I think this is Disney's vision and blah, blah, blah. But then when he saw the final product, he was like, no, this was not for me. <laughs> so then, I don't... Yeah, I mean, people used to like the prequel... Or not the prequels, the sequels, but then they look mm -hmm. back on it and more people than not i'm not saying everyone more people than not generally tend to not like the sequels because they see the completed product and they're like from start to finish none of the points that we thought were going to be addressed were addressed in a way that felt respectful to the characters yeah and i think that ultimately circles back to i just don't know how big of fans that they were you know what i mean yeah how would you know what Anakin would be like in his early 20s? How would you know what the Jedi would be like in the prequel era? Uh, yeah, I just don't think you would know. I just, I don't know. You need a lot of context and you really, like, that's when you really need to sit down and plan these things out. And maybe they were, maybe they weren't, but 
I just don't see a whole lot of planning that went into these uh, sequels, unfortunately. Yeah. But you can't win them all. You can't win them all. At the end of the day, they were what they were, but um, what they were, I appreciate. I think you can view them differently if you simply just look at the sequels and think that Kylo Ren's the main character. If you do that, head and shoulders, I think it's a better story. But I'm not going to sit here try and change people's minds because I want people not to... Yeah, I just I want people to look at art and have their own opinion on it and go from there. So Yeah. All right, I mean, buddy. We live in a world I've got to run, but feel free to carry on streaming if you'd like. Sounds good. Um, just out of curiosity, and I know we're on stream, but how do I get it back to where it's just me? On OBS, just click the eye on the window capture. Uh, okay, so to get to window capture, you go back to file, right? Uh, no. Just in the sources. Oh, wait, window captures here. Keep the eye. Okay, I might have just disappeared. And then you just gotta, from your task manager, close Discord and then put your camera back on the video. So, task manager, shut off Discord. Yep. Task manager. I don't know that Discord's even still. What? Why isn't Discord on here? I don't even know that Discord's on here right now. What? Yeah, I'm not seeing Discord on here. What you could also do is just click your camera when I leave. Uh for the time being. Oh wait, actually, I think I may have an idea. What if I just went alt and then I just did that? Yeah. Cause when I leave, it'll just put yours in the middle as well. Right. Yeah. I appreciate you all, chat. Much love.